Where in Rima? 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 22 years just wow. flew by. You know, right. where, did, where did 22 years go, right? Right, right. What do you want to say about it? I don't know. You know, it feels off this year uh, for a couple of different reasons. I, I You know, I, I've noticed it. it this is the first year I've noticed. I told you on Friday that I'm, I'm Mr. Documentary Guy. Uh, I, I'm not going to go into the whole story of where I was other than I was in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Uh, and your wife and daughter were in Colorado? They were in Colorado. Right. Just were, gone. We were in the midst of yeah, moving, moving out yeah. west, and uh, so I was kind of spending the last few weeks. Right. Uh, I was working at, a, working at a talk station, uh, WGMD in Rehoboth Beach. Um, so I yeah, very powerful times for all of us. So I... I uh, you know, I, every year I watch the documentaries. I watch a lot of the programming. It's just something I've always done. And I just, markedly so this year, there's not a lot of it. Now, if you're on Spectrum like I am, you're not able to watch any of it because it's all on National Geographic. There's not, at least uh, up until this point, there's no other programming anywhere else. Nobody's doing anything about it. It's all on National Geographic. And there's a contractual thing apparently going on with Spectrum, so you can't see National Geographic on Spectrum right now. And, you know, Biden's in Alaska. We all have our thoughts as to, <laughs> as to why that is. But it feels, it, it, it feels different this year, um, and I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, for me, and you and I were talking about this right before we went on the air, 22 years, you know, that went really fast. Um. And if you just said to me 22 years ago, or let's put it this way, had you described America to me as it is right now, to me 22 years and one day ago, I'd have thought you were on drugs. I'd have thought, you're, you're out of your mind. Look at what's going on here. Look at how we're all reacting. This, this country is, is in a moment of, of unity such as I'd never seen. And in my mind, maybe in a lot of our minds, we thought, well, this is who we are now. Uh, this is a, a, a mind-boggling thing that just happened. It, you, you don't walk away from that ever the same, whether you're directly involved or you're just an American citizen, a tax-paying American citizen. And look at where we are in the year 2023. We, we are so far from that. Uh, I mean, apart from, again, just my head kind of swimming with the fact that, and this is the first time I've really felt this and maybe it's because of where i am in am in my life but 22 years time is quick man Mm -hmm. time is real quick and if there's one thing i've learned and only recently that i i kind of regret that i i really didn't learn in this way 22 years ago uh because i kind of went nuts i just went nuts for like a couple of decades is that wow it's all over in just a second any given moment gone riding your elevator to to go to work Maybe you're grousing about, oh, God, it's only Tuesday. we got a long way till Friday. Just any given moment, and, and this is true of life every single day. We all know this, you know, that, that uh, we know it in our frontal lobes. But do we know it? You know, that just any given moment, it's all gone. And, and I, I'm trying to be very appreciative and thankful of that understanding. I wish I'd figured that out 22 years ago, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting it now. <laughs> well, we're all, you know, we're all on a journey. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in the past, since that time, um, I lost my mom right. a couple of years after that. And then I lost my grandmother, who I was very close to. Right. Lost both my children and my father. Right. In that 22-year period. All that happened to me. Um. That's personally, uh, globally as as a country, you know, politics is such a horrible disease. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. It really is. It when it infects uh, life in our country the way it has, politics isn't a uniter; it's a divider. It, it, it is it is uh, a tool that's being used by these people to to shred us apart. And in that one brief moment, we felt almost a little hopeful like you were just mentioning that we could be you know the united state united united states of america because you know democrats and republicans and independents they stood on the capitol steps and they sang god bless america oh yeah remember that they sang the national anthem standing there and and george w bush 
those people who knocked down the buildings, they will hear from us all very soon and so on. We we really felt like I, I at least I did. I don't know, you know, in my mind, you know, we're we're gonna be united and we're gonna we're gonna handle business because we are Americans. And then looking back on it, I realized a lot of that was just a lie, that those guys were just lying, that they're typical politicians and they went right back to using the forces that they have at their disposal to divide us and to to do it where we are today. Like you said, we're so far away from it. And that's how we got here, I believe. And uh, I talked to this lady this morning from 911familiesunited.org, and the government like is just standing in their way. of uh, they, 10,000 people who lost loved ones, and they are, the government is just standing in their way of, of the transparency. All they want is transparency. All they want to know right. is what happened. And who all who all was involved, and in, at every turn, the government just stops them dead in their tracks, and that's no way for a government to act, especially a government here. You would expect that from the Soviets. You would expect that from the Chinese. Right, certainly. But certainly. our government should say, "Here's everything." You know, here it all. Is, well, right? yeah, I mean, politics. You know, you figure in it in their in their purest form, it's a conversation, right? It's the matters of the state. You're supposed to discuss. And come to some sort of agreement on on how things are going to go, or what you're going to going to do as a as a as a as a city, as a state, as a country, and it's become a lifestyle. It's become a religion. It's become a kind of orthodoxy uh, in the in the t- past 22 years. It was always kind of that, yeah. Uh, but it's really on hyperdrive now. And you know, as far as September 11th, to to get away from that, we really need to remember what the hell happened on that day. That's right. In a big way, but uh, you know, younger and younger generations, and now the memory of it's kind of slipping away, big time, man, uh, big time. Which you know was true of Pearl Harbor. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, you, the further away you get from something like that, the 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 fewer the the each con- consecutive generation has sure. less of an understanding oh, of that as far as a tactile, real thing. And and we're kind of there this year. And you're right, politics has become kind of a rot in our country. It's like a like a cancer. Yeah. And yeah. You know, and we, yeah, I mean, we're we're our own worst enemy, right? Sure. So, um, I, I was thinking about all of that this morning and how things have definitely changed all along the way for all of us and the politics that has infected the moment. And it comes back to me to that story I've told. I know I've told it to you, and I did it in a video this morning a million times. Of course, you mentioned where you were. You were getting ready to go to Colorado. I was here doing the show with my dad. Right, right. And we watched it all happen. Right. And um, but we went up there. Uh, Elaine and I went with our spouses to do uh, on the ten-year anniversary, which I've told you before. So right, right. I won't. I won't belabor. No, this but there point, are people but, who haven't heard this. Yeah. And um, on our first night in New York, we were going to do a week's worth of audio and video. Right. And our first night, we went to a wine store because we were going to have wine and dinner in New York before we got busy and they were picking out the wine so i went up and talked to the guys a little bitty store about the size of this room right and i was talking to the guy behind the cash register the owner and i said to him hey man uh, we're from texas and we're doing broadcast from here this week would you mind doing an interview about it and he respectfully declined he was nice about it sure and he said nobody understands this but as a lifelong New Yorker, when those buildings came down, I breathed in the building, I breathed in the steel, I breathed in the fire, I breathed in the fax machines, I breathed in paper, I breathed in right. jet fuel. But I breathed in my fellow New Yorkers, my fellow Americans, and they live inside of me now. Yeah, I mean, that's their physical reality. They breathe each other in. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, you don't really get more real than that, do you? I mean, I was stop cold yeah what do you say after that what did you say after that? um how much is the wine <laughs> right right how much is the wine right and thank you for your time i appreciate yeah. it now what i what we also found sean that week where there were others especially down at ground zero who were eager to talk sure guys who stood there and watched their fellow new yorkers jump out of those buildings i mean we talked to several right. that were there one guy i'll never forget this he was standing outside having a smoke and i walked up to him and he said, I was in the same spot 10 years ago at the same moment having a cigarette, doing this exact same thing, mm. when I saw bodies start coming out of the buildings. Yeah, that's really, I mean, once, I, I do remember that once that started happening, which was fairly soon after the hits, you know, the, the realization of that 
and I think we all sort of had the, the exact same thought. It's, most of them just made a choice, uh, both a bad one, right? Sure. Do I burn to death or do I jump? Yeah. Some of them maybe, you know, you, you, you kind of pray to God, hopefully they stumbled out. Maybe they, the smoke was so bad they didn't know where they were going and they just kind of fell out of the building. But a lot of people made a choice. Uh, and uh, I don't, I think I read at that time that it's, you know, it's, it's like three or four seconds that it takes you to fall from that height. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it to this day, 22, 22 years later, that thought is just haunting. You're a spiritual man as a, uh, as an ordained minister, as am I. And on that day <clears throat> we were doing that broadcast and we had a guest on Elaine remembers her name and it just, I'm so, I feel so terrible. I'm, I'm bad with names, but. She was telling us the story about how she had been estranged from her family during leading up to that time. Right. She was in the building. She was coming down the stairs. She got to the 13th or 12th floor when the building collapsed. Mm. So she was in the rubble. Right. Okay. And as she's laying in the rubble, a big, strong hand reached out and grabbed her. And she said... And I'm just paraphrasing this, calling it up from memory, Elaine, because you and I didn't go over this this morning, but that uh, he said, I've got you, and I'm going to stay here for as long as it takes. I'm not going to let your hand go. And she was crying, of course. She thought she was dead, going to die. Right. And he said, you're alive, and you know what? You're going to get out of this. You're going to be fine. Janelle McMillan. Thank you. I knew she'd remember. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she said, what is your name? And they talked for hours and hours and hours because it took, you know, the rest of the day and the next day for them to dig her out of the rubble, the rescuers. And uh, they talked about who he was. They talked about his family. They talked about uh, what fi- he was a fireman in, in X company, whatever company it was. And they went on and on and on. And uh, so she was re- she was rescued. He released her hand. They got her out. Guys came and took her out. She never saw his face. Right. She only <clears throat> felt his hand. And years later, she went to, I guess it was the next year or later that year, yeah, she went to that firehouse, that station, and she said, I've got to find whatever his name was because he held my hand that entire time for two days. He kept me alive. He gave me so much encouragement. And they looked at her dumbfounded, and they said, we've never had anyone by that name serve in this fire company. She swore, and I believe her, and I do too, I think the same thing, that was an angel sent from God to comfort her in that very stressful, terrible time. And the end of the story is she went to her family and reconciled. Right. And to this day, they're still close. Well, we all should reconcile. You know, I, I, She was the last survivor to be pulled out. Wow. She was. Of the record. Janelle was. Mm-hmm. There you Janelle go. Janelle McMillan. There are angels all around us. And then a story. <laughs> the H-E-B, everywhere. Everywhere you go, they're there. That's right. So, there you go. Okay, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up. You know, Foundation Support Specialists, foundationsupportspecialists.com are here to protect your home and to give you the best coverage when it comes to your foundation problems. You may have a foundation problem and you just don't know it. Do you have a crack in a patio? Do you have a crack? crack in the foundation itself? Do you have a crack inside, across the ceiling or the wall? Maybe a door won't open or close correctly, something like that. Well, your friends at foundationsupportspecialist.com will give you a free, no-obligation foundation inspection. And when they do, if you need work, then they're going to talk with you about the fix. Their fixes are guaranteed for the life of the structure in writing and a transferable warranty. But look, they're not looking to do work that you don't need. So if you don't need any work, they're going to tell you that too at foundationsupportspecialist.com. So it's not going to cost you anything to have the inspection done. And if you don't have a problem, at least you'll have the peace of mind knowing that everything is all right with your foundation. Reach out this morning and mention Trey Ware when you do. That's foundationsupportspecialist.com. Hey, believe it or not, there are chances of rain this week. Ha-ha! <laughs> Off and on throughout the week. Right now, it's uh, going to be about 99 later on today. It's uh, 78 now at KTSA. Good morning. We're gonna... listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we are Ware and Rima here on uh, KTSA. Donnie Osmond doesn't cuss, by the way. You know, I saw that. <laughs> I believe Just to lighten him. the load. I believe he doesn't cuss. I, I totally believe it. 
100%. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he's telling the the God's honest truth in that regard. I do. See, the story is we'll just bring everybody in. He said, "Look, I was raised by my dad. My dad, I never never heard my dad say a cuss word, although I've wanted to say some. <laughs> he's thought it. Yeah, <laughs> I said. think the words, but I I've never ever said a cuss word. And you know what? I buy it. I believe it." What a, you know, I'm. They're just good people, man. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Donny Osmond. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't love Donny Osmond, right. man? There's a great video you can find where it was Weird Al did some takeoff of a rap song uh, years ago. I can't remember what the song was, and he asked Donny Osmond to be in the uh, in the video. You can look it up, and the raw green screen video surfaced several years ago, where Donny Osmond is dancing behind Weird Al while he's rapping. And it's hilarious. That's they didn't great. give him any instructions. Just said, hey, just do whatever you want. That's great. And Osmond went, I mean, that guy can freaking dance. Oh, yeah, he can. But, you know, you and I remember a time when Donnie and Marie was the number one show. Sure. And you never, I think it was Friday or Thursday nights. So and you never oh. missed it. Yeah. And they're just, they're just, he's, he's Donnie Osmond. It's man. American he, Pie. It's American. He's never had yeah. a scan. The biggest scandal that guy's ever had is in the early 90s when he put out that solo record. He let his beard grow a yeah, little. That's that was like the bad. biggest scandal. Woo! That guy's ever had, man. I remember watching him when he was a kid on the Andy Williams show. That's oh, man. Andy, Andy Williams made the Osmonds. He right. really did. Right. He gave them their big break. And you know what else he said, and which I which I highly respect. He said, I decided long ago that I wasn't going to do my, my career with scandals, trickery, or promotional campaigns. Yeah. I love that. He said I was gonna let oh uh, boy. I was gonna let the music uh you know Do it, stand the alone. music. I'm it, not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna be fancy. Nope. I'm I'm gonna get out of this teeny bopper thing uh-uh. through the music. And I wasn't gonna do like the Madonna thing where there were scandals right. around me and that helped promote me and keep me on the front pages. I wasn't gonna, you know, be weird or crazy. Right. I was just gonna let the music stand on its own. I love that approach. I really do. It's hard to do in today's world because so many other people, they've got to come up with some sort of gimmick, some sort oh, of game. Yeah, well, they've got to be somebody else, you know. It's sort of the soup du jour right Some now. other p- persona or right. something. But he said, I was just going to be me. And you know what? That was enough for me. Well, yeah, he's Donny Osmond, man. <laughs> he's just cool. He, he can't – he's just – he's, he's – He's a square, sure, but you know he's a, he's our square. So what does he say <laughs> when he when he hits his thumb with the hammer? What does Donny Osmond say? Sugar jets. <laughs> oh, oh, tennis ball. No, I I, I had a, a woman I worked with years ago at a, at a store, and oh, instead that hurt. of instead of saying the s bomb, she'd say sugar jets. Sugar jets. So maybe Donny like let's fly with a couple of sugar jets, man. <laughs> he's Donny Osmond. We he, love you, Donny. That's right, man. Please keep it up. You know, just, just keep, keep being you, man. That's right. Be you, buddy. We need you to keep being you. <laughs> That's right. For us to become, to keep being us, man. Oh, <laughs> coming up this Saturday in Holotus, it is the Guardians of the Children fundraiser event. I'm going to be there, and uh, your friends over at FM78 Auto Center, they support the Guardians of the Children. And I want to let you know about FM78 Auto Center and the fact that they will be well, well represented out there at the Holotus uh, Fairgrounds on Saturday. I look forward to seeing you at a spasmatic concert and all that kind of stuff, too. At FM78 Auto Center, they do quality repairs at the best prices. Oil changes, a whole new engine if you need that, AC work, you know, whatever it is, they can handle it over at FM78 Auto Center. I've got people that listen to me and they uh, say, hey, well, you know, I'm over here in the Stone Oak area or I'm in the medical center area. That's, you know, quite a quite a hike for me to get my vehicle over there. Is it worth it? Oh, boy, is it ever worth it, you know? You can depend on these guys. You can trust these guys to do what's right for your vehicle. And they update you through text messages about the work that they're doing. So you get pictures. You get pictures of the parts. You get pictures of your car. You know exactly what's going on with your vehicle when you have it worked on at FM78 Auto Center. And, by the way, it comes back to you cleaner than when you dropped it off because they cleaned it up for you. That's FM78 Auto Center. They're in Converse, obviously on FM78, right across from the Walmart. Is your AC working but the house is still uncomfortable? Joe says I'm uh, gonna go and I'm gonna remember uh, 9/11. So, uh, but he went to the wrong coast. He's going to the wrong side of the country to remember 9/11. Joe is uh, gonna be in Alaska today remembering 9/11. Yeah, yeah. he is. Um, we um, watched yesterday uh, this stunning press conference from Vietnam as he was wrapping up his trip. Oh God. That's so, about as bad as it can get, man. Yeah, this is... Uh, wow. And, I, you know, when I played the sound, we're going to do some sound now. And when I played the sound this morning, it never happens, of course, but I asked Democrats and those who are supporting him for re-election to defend this. Cut number one, Jimmy. 
we talked about we talked about at the conference overall we talked about stability we talked about making sure that the third world the uh, excuse me third world the uh, the the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to changes had access we, it wasn't confrontational at all Thank, thank you, everybody. This is the press conference. Thanks, no, you everyone. hear what's going on. Thank you. So what had happened was he had said, I'm going to bed. That's what he said. And then he broke into that whole thing about we And Corinne Jean-Pierre took a microphone off camera and said, thank you, everybody. That concludes the press conference. That was after this cut number two, Jimmy, this very weird thing about John Wayne, Indians on horseback, and yeah. lion, dog face, pony soldiers. My, my brother, Rosemary, was famous in Latin and Louis and Joyce Post. And I went to the end of the was a movie about John Wayne, he's an Indian scout. And we're trying to get the, I think it was Apache, one of the great tribes of America, back on the reservation. And he's standing with the Union cities of Bronx, in the other horses in the saddles, and there's three or four Indians in headdresses, and the Union soldiers, and the Union soldiers basically saying, it is, ah, we'll be able to yeah. take care of them, we'll be able to be good, and the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne's points to the Union soldiers, he's a lion dog faced pony soldier. He's a lion yeah. dog faced pony soldier, Pilgrim. Which he has used before when he was on a campaign trail. He called one of the guys that challenged him at a town hall. And uh, the guy, he, Joe Biden called him a lion dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> this was two years ago. So, cut number four here. He talked about how he's following orders. Um, he said, I have a list here somewhere. I've got to follow my orders. I have orders. And there's only five people that have been approved for me to allow to ask questions of following orders. Whoops. Listen to cut number four. <laughs> so the union source says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming. But not anymore. All of a sudden, they all realize it. it's a problem. And there's nothing like seeing the light. I'm laughing, but it's really embarrassing and cringy, man. Well, you know, obviously, it's very clear he's not running the government of the United States. What it is is that he's been put there as a puppet. He's a walking corpse at this point, and he is surrounded by all of Barack Obama's people. That's why I say Barack's running the show. Right. They have a, a place that Barack built right after he left the office right down the road. And uh, he put a, a wall around it. Isn't that funny? He's, he's against walls at the southern border, but he's got one around his house. And on a regular basis, at least once a week, there's a whole bunch of black cars that show up down there with Secret Service. And it's a horribly kept secret among the Washington elite press, but they do not talk about it. ABC doesn't talk about it. None of them talk about the fact that they have meetings down there. There's only one thing they could be meeting about, and that is Barack is running the show, just as he said, uh, when he told Scott Pelley and the others, in fact, it was uh, who's the who's the late night uh, comedian guy with the glasses, the late night comedian Colbert. Colbert. He told Stephen Colbert, "If I could come up, you can find it, Jimmy, on on YouTube. If I can come up with a way of somebody having an earpiece, and I could do a third term with me just <laughs> telling them what to do, I'm well, convinced that's what's happening." At that, I, I I wouldn't be shocking. Uh, at that moment, that the black lesbian who is the press secretary uh, shut him down. She was actually the most powerful human being on earth. In that one moment when she shut him down and said, that's it, this is over, she, had, she wielded more power and influence than the president of the United States of America. I agree with you. It's, it's, I mean, I, I, Barack, sure, that whole gang, yeah. I mean, the, the cabinet is infested with those people uh, from that administration. So I, I think what's painfully obvious is it ain't him. I mean, if you, you're still thinking that guy's running something. And more, why aren't more people disturbed by that? Why aren't more good liberals who scream and yell about the man and fight in the establishment and privilege and all that crap, why aren't they more? Because you know what? Whoever is running it ain't elected. Right. They're, they didn't, uh, they're not in their position because the people wanted them there. So if he's not doing it, who is? I mean, yeah, Barack Obama, is it a cabal? Is it a group of people? Is there one person? Who knows? But one thing we do know, it's certainly not him. I mean, that watching that, 
I mean, he's he gets bad. Uh, you know, he you, you, we've talked over the years about how bad he can be in a moment like that. But that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, God, there was like a physical cringe going on because at one point he just kind of forgot where the hell he was. I, I forget what he was even trying to answer, but he just went silent for an extended period of time where he's just, uh, uh, he, he's not even really saying anything. So remember how he started. He ain't running the show, man. No, and no, who no. is? Well, when you think of the names that are involved in this administration, from Jake Sullivan to John Kirby to John Kerry, all the others that are involved in this administration. Remember, Susan Rice was his special counsel at the oh, White House God, yeah. for the first two years of his administration. All those people are Obama people. And when you're president, you don't really run the day-to-day operations. It's the people that you surround yourself with. And all these people are Barack's people. So I, I really believe that that's what we're going through right now. We have a, a shadow administration. Now, Jimmy's telling me he's got some more sound from Joe, so let's see what he's got. And uh, we'll see. I'm just following the orders here. Follow. Um, this is it. This is, yeah. Following my orders. But it, yeah. So I mean, he just went away there also. He just went away. So he, what he said was, I'm following my orders. I have five approved people to, to ask me questions. Other people stood up and shouted questions, and he said, I'm not going to call on you. I only have five that I'm allowed to answer questions from. So and that didn't brings, he say he's following a game plan? Right. Yes. So, yeah. And so uh, I'm Badly. following my orders. <laughs> yeah. So it brings up the question. Two, two quick things I mentioned this morning when I came on. I said, first of all, who's ordering him? Who's giving him the orders? I believe it's Barack, but who's giving him the orders? And number two, can you just imagine the press secretary for Ronald Reagan shutting him down? Can you imagine for one or second anybody, that Anybody? Trump? You know, I mean. JFK? JFK? FDR? I'll come over there and kick your ass. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the thing that's weird is every president has a massive staff. You know, backing them up. These people are making decisions. That's right. That's what. That's my point. Is they're, that they're deciding running the show. things. That's right. That's messed up, man. <laughs> um, let's do this real quick because uh, in just a few seconds' time, we're going to be coming up on the moment 22 years ago that the North Tower was hit. It was at 7:46 our time, so all of these will be central time yeah 846 their time but 746 our time when the north tower in uh, new york was hit by the first plane so as we go into break here we're now rolling into 746 let's just take a couple of seconds here and have just a moment of silence as we remember that moment 746 the north tower hit Twenty two years since the september 11th attacks more Warren Rima coming up for you on KTSA. Uh, set, i got to tell you about my friends over at Lifestyles Unlimited and Financial Freedom, Livestream.com. Had a great conversation with a couple of friends over the weekend. And, uh, of course, we're all getting to the same age. We're about the same stage in life and all that stuff. And they're looking about for, for what's next. You know, what, what comes in my, retire, quote, retirement years? Uh, they're healthy. They're still very young and vigorous, and they don't want to give it up. They, they want to keep after the game, but they know that there's changes coming to their career. So what, what, what can I get involved in? What can I do? Investing in real estate and your friends at Lifestyles Unlimited through their online portal, also in person, financialfreedomlivestream.com. They will teach you how to invest in real estate and make money like you need to know what investments are right for you? What properties are right for you? How do you do the financing part of that? How do you get them fixed up? How do you sell them and roll the profits over into your next properties on top of properties and on top of properties? But if you're facing retirement and you want to keep on going after retirement, you're not ready to just say, hey, I'm done and quit. Uh, this might be a wonderful option for you. I'd just like for you to check it out. Mention where, W-A-R-E, when you log onto the website and you get a two-year membership for half price of one year. How does that sound? That's a great deal. That's financialfreedomlivestream.com. Your promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E. You know you have hard water. This is Chris Canippo. 751 with Ware and Rima. There's Charlie Robinson right there. Yeah. Sad, man. 59. Wow. James knew him very well. Um, mm, great tune. 
started back in 81, and we made ourselves a pack. It's a great song. Yeah. We were hit. I love the song. It's about him growing up in Bandera, Texas. In Bandera, Texas. Yeah. I was just, yeah, Bandera. And, and he talked about playing football with the Bulldogs and started a band. And we're pretty good, I think. <laughs> you know, when I first got out here, uh, I was very fortunate. I knew somebody who knew a lot of Texas music. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything about Charlie Robeson. Yeah. And uh, this person kind of got me into him. And uh, to me, I got to see him at Floors. We saw him at Floors, uh, I think, on that last tour. And he, to me, he's the guy that always kind of represented that whole you bet Texas music scene. You know, yeah. I mean, just everybody it, talks about Pat great Green poet. being that, but he was just uh, Charlie Robinson was great at that too. And I Robert Earl King, Robert Earl King. Well, you, you can't know, forget there him. are all those guys. Yeah, they that, just that's, that's the old guard. Those are the yeah. the. You know, mentors. Right. One of my favorite songs by Charlie when he was going through his divorce with Emily, and he said he got on, got got in his car, windows were rolled down, and he was driving down to the coast to go fishing. He had the <laughs> windows rolled down, sun was coming down on him, and he said he looked up and he said, you know, I'm starting to feel good again. I haven't felt good in a long time. Right. I'm starting to feel good. And he, that's the name of the song, wow. Feeling Good. And it's all about that, overcoming the hardships of your life and feeling good again. I'm finally feeling good again. Well, that's kind of the trick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> all the way around, you know, but he just, you know, 59's young and uh, I just I just really liked his sound and I loved his lyrics and, and uh, it's, it's a shame. It's a real shame. Yeah. I, I And I was telling James this, mm -hmm. that I, you know, I, I did get to see him. We got to see him, at, like I said, at Floors. And at, first off, it was an ass-kicking show. I mean, he, that yeah. guy... Packs a lot into a show. Sure he does. And this was inside. This mm -hmm. was on the inside stage. And uh, I, I thought he was an incredible. I thought I liked watching him just play guitar. I thought, man, that guy really, <laughs> yeah. really plays on the guitar. His, his whales on the guitar. His lyrics connected with me. I saw him at Green several right. times. Green Hall several times. As I'm sure, Jimmy, you were probably there. I've, I've been running with that dude since '99. Yeah. God, so wow, tough, mm. tough, tough, tough. My honeymoon in '01. We honeymooned at Green Hall. Yeah. And did two back-to-back -back shows. Um, I was with Charlie when he was courting Emily. They weren't even engaged. Yeah. Uh, it's just so many. It's They're all coming back. I'm mm. remembering things that I forgot. More importantly, you honeymooned at Green Hall. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that. that there ain't nothing wrong lot. with that. If uh -uh. you... Well, when we pay for the wedding, Elaine, I can't afford everything. Her family was broke. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Green Hall and, 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 and doing it. I got your... married in my living room. Yeah. You're okay, man. Yeah. That explains the celibacy. My, mine was Coral K condominiums down in, oh, in Port wow. A. So. James, if you had, like, one memory that just kind of pops into your head, what um, would that be? Nashville, we, uh, during the country radio seminar, and Charlie's there promoting the – uh, unleashed album on Lucky Dog Records, and we're sitting in the back of this big, big auditorium, and got our backs against the wall. And I, I look at him and I go, "What the hell are we doing here?" And he goes, "Let's just see if it works." <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> he, That's a great line. The story, as the story goes, he didn't. He was like Willie and Waylon. He had that short-term deal in Nashville and didn't like it at all. Gave it a shot, yeah. and then Sony wow, Records. Really? He didn't, he didn't I didn't know like that. What, yeah. His brother married um, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. yeah, they're divorced now too. Yeah. But then he came back and, and signed a deal with Sony, right? Well, and Sony, they, Lucky Dog was under Sony. Lucky and, Dog, and they so, let him do his own thing, which Na the Nashville contract was not. They wow. Were trying to, they were trying to force him into that formulaic country thing. Didn't they see with Waylon that crap just doesn't work? Right. You would think. <laughs> you would think. Well, you know, what a, again, what a great artist and a great performer. And I, like, I, I didn't know as, nearly as much about him as you guys did. But uh, uh, I enjoyed his music, what I heard of it. And uh, 59, again, that's young. Uh, also, let's see. I, I mean, there are a couple of other holidays. It feels kind of okay. weird today, but why not? Uh, it's Make Your Bed Day. Do you know how important <laughs> it is to your mental health to just make your freaking bed? <laughs> I don't even do it well. But you know what? I do it. Well, my wife does it. But when she doesn't do it, I do it. She's still in the bed when I leave, so I can't make it then. It'd be awkward. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just making your bed is no, just I one little thing. To, you don't make the bed. 
do you know that that's the I I wash clothes, I wash dishes, I clean the kitchen, I mow the yard. Well, all, a I lot of that stuff's house. relatively new for you, though, because we already had this conversation about the laundry thing about a year ago or so. No, no, no. I, I've always done that. I, my, my mama taught me how to do that stuff. It's the bed. We had that conversation a year ago. Right. My mom never ever let me make up a bed. And not one day in my entire life, I'll be 60 in a couple of weeks, Right, I've never, ever made up a well, bed. Well, usually Nancy's in the bed. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. I don't make the bed because Siri is there. Well, same true. thing for you. <laughs> it's true. I've never made wow. up, never in my life have I ever made up a bed. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> it's not that complicated. <laughs> It's not like swapping out a heart valve. It's you know you just kind of you just pull the covers up and uh, no. do a little tuck. Never done it. <laughs> well, Never. That's all right. It's a skill I don't have. It's also National Hot Cross Bun Day. So there you go. I don't know that I've ever seen a hot cross bun, but I've heard about it my whole life. <laughs> Even sang a few songs about it. That's right. And it's nine eleven, and we'll continue remembering that and the other news of the day. Where in Rama KTSA? The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by Steve. Slater. Here we are. <laughs> yes. Yes. 20, 22 years later, here we are. 22 years. Wow. 9-11. Man. And the remorses are going on. So 8.03 has passed, and that's when the South Tower was hit. <sighs> the next thing will be 8.37, and that's when the Pentagon was hit. WWOR television went live, and this is how that sounded. We are having some of technical course. difficulties, which is totally understandable when you try to do a, you know, ad hoc reporting and getting information to you as fast as we possibly can and making sure that it's accurate at the same time. So Donald Trump is on the line. I mean, we know him as the man behind lots of real estate in Manhattan. And, of course, uh, Donald, I understand you were actually a witness to what happened this morning. Well, I have a window that looks directly at the World Trade Center, and I saw this huge explosion. I was with a group of people, and I, I, I really couldn't even believe it. And even, I think, worse than that, for years I've looked right directly at the building. I'd see the Empire State Building in the foreground and the World Trade Center in the background, and now I'm looking at absolutely nothing. It's just gone, and it's just hard to believe. Donald Allen Marcus here. Uh, your building is, uh, the Trump Tower, is uh, one of the uh, great tourist attractions uh, in the world. It's well-known universally. Are you taking any uh, precautions there in light of what happened at the World Trade Center? Well, Alan, we've always had, as you know, very, very strong security, but there's very little you can do about planes crashing into a building. I mean, you look at Larry Silverstein, who's a terrific owner in New York and a very good friend of mine who I just called. I was very worried about him because I assume maybe he was in the building. He took possession of the building one week ago. As you know, he just bought the World Trade Center. Right. And uh, he was in his office, and he was getting ready to move into the World Trade Center over the next two weeks. So when I just spoke to him, there's nothing you can do when people are going to be bombing planes at your building. Now, well, I guess maybe the world is going to be changing, and maybe you're going to have F-16s flying all over the city, etc. But it's a pretty tough situation. Now, this Donald is an uh, wow. interview Donald that Donald, Donald Trump had called into WWOR television that morning and was giving, this is 22 years ago, was giving his insights into this. They now bring up how he had thought about, he considered running for president in 2000. That was the Bush-Gore right, right. deal. And Donald Trump had considered getting into that race. And again, this was from 9-11-2001, the day of the uh, terrible tra tragedy that we are remembering right now, the attack on America that we're remembering right now. And Donald Trump was on WWOR television and here he is talking about that Donald uh, you have one of the landmark buildings down in the financial district 40 Wall Street uh, did you have any damage or did you know what, what's happened down there well it was an amazing phone call I made 40 Wall Street actually was the second tallest building in downtown Manhattan and, and it was actually before the World Trade Center was the tallest and then when they built the World Trade Center it became known as the second tallest and now it's the tallest and I just spoke to my people, and they said it's the most unbelievable site. It's probably seven or eight blocks away from the World Trade Center, and yet Wall Street is littered with two feet of stone and brick and mortar and steel. And there are thousands of people walking over the, the debris over the Brooklyn Bridge, where they're sending them out over the Brooklyn Bridge to Brooklyn, and then I guess they're going to have to figure out how to get home from there. But they have between a foot and two feet of debris uh, right in front of a building that's probably, you would say, Alan, six or seven blocks away.
So we'll, uh, we'll we'll play one more segment here in just a second. Do you have any comments you want to say about this? Well, again, if you'd uh, said to me 22 years and one day ago that that man would be not only president someday, but would be one of the more one of the more exceptional presidents this country's ever had, I'd have thought you were nuts. Because really, from that point forward, because I wasn't a, I didn't know him much about Donald Trump prior to that. He Who was did? kind of that guy that. Well, everybody. I mean, he had the book. He was Donald Trump. Right. He had the TV show. He had all this. He was Donald Trump. But as far as anything serious, as far as a politician or no. somebody running for higher office, no. no. I mean, but if you think back, he really did, once, especially once Obama got in, Trump started getting political. Oh, sure. uh, I remember he had the whole uh, uh, birther thing uh-huh. with the birth, with the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. And, and I, even at that point, I thought he was kind of a stooge. I thought, well, he's just a fame hog. Mm-hmm. And it's chilling now in a weird way to hear him talking about September 11th and realizing that now, well, yeah, he would be the guy you'd want in office right now to prevent something like that and no. to uh, offer a response if it did happen. Jimmy, just tell me we don't have the rest of that. I, I listened. It was a 10-minute interview, and uh, the next segment was going to be about uh, they, they brought up you were going to run in 2000. What are your, oh, you have that now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Instead of running for president, if, if, if you had done that and if you had been successful, what do you think uh, you'd be doing right now? Well, I'd be taking a very, very tough line, Alan. I mean, uh, you know, most people feel they know uh, uh, at least approximately the group of people that did this and where they are. But, um, boy, would you have to take a hard line on this. This just can't be tolerated, and it's got to be very, very stern. This is, as you and I were discussing before, Alan, this was probably worse than Pearl Harbor. Many more people are dead, and, and you know, they don't know. They have no idea, but... Uh, I have somebody that was down there who witnessed at least 10 people jumping out of the building from 70 and 80 stories up in the air. I mean, you probably have 25 or 30,000 is the number I've heard, but I would think would be much more than that. I think the most of the damage will be caused not by even in the building in terms of the people dead, but by the people on the streets from falling debris. Donald, you're probably the best known builder, uh, particularly of, of, of great buildings in the city. There's a great deal of question about whether or not the damage and and the ultimate destruction of the buildings was caused by the airplanes, by architectural defect, or possibly by bombs or or aftershocks. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it was an architectural defect. You know, the World Trade Center was always known as a very, very strong building. Don't forget, that took a big bomb in the basement. Now, the basement is the most vulnerable place because that's your foundation. And it withstood that. And I got to see that area about three or four days after it took place because one of my structural engineers actually took me for a tour because he did the building and i said i can't believe it thank thank you jimmy so uh he said he'd have to take a you know he would have taken a very strong you know hard line against those who did this he did once he became president yes he did he destroyed isis uh first thing he did was he took out soleimani uh, Barack Obama allowed ISIS to grow and flourish into this international organization that was killing yeah. Americans broadly, uh, and that was Barack Obama's fault. Remember the Arab Spring, and he he mm-hmm. really helped that to to flourish and had that happen. Donald Trump, when he got into office, he he dropped the Moab, the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan, as a message to send a clear message that if y'all don't knock this off, this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of it was was coming out of Iran. We knew it was coming out of Iran, and we knew what the Quds forces in Iran were up to, and we knew that they had a mastermind by the name of Soleimani. Yet nobody ever did anything. Barack had sent Barack Obama had sent pallets of cash in the middle of the night to them. Remember, <laughs> yes, in the middle yes, of the night yes. on board of of jet airplanes. <clears throat> that money immediately went to Soleimani so that he could buy terrorists, and it went to Hamas that was always attacking Israel. And when Donald Trump got into office, I mean, listen to what the man said there. I'm going to take a hard stance. So he dropped the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan, told him to stop it. Uh, The red line in, in Syria actually meant something at that point. Then he went about destroying ISIS throughout the Middle East, and and the way he did it was he trusted his commanders on the ground. If you remember, under Obama, if you had a guy in your sights, you had to call Washington and say, can I shoot this guy? Right. And Donald Trump said, if you get a man in your sights, kill him. (laughs) Shoot the guy. Kill him. Don't call me. And then finally he bombed Soleimani and killed him, and a lot of that terrorist stuff stopped.
just quit. Well, yeah, and it's it's again, it's weird to hear his voice in that moment 22 years ago because for me, it's like I I hearing his voice brings me comfort in that I know when he when he was at the helm. It was a whole different ball of wax, and he was actually acting the way a president is supposed to act. And uh, at that point, 22 years ago, nobody took him seriously, but look at where we are now. <laughs> well, one final thing. We do have a break, but one final thing. <clears throat> we just saw images of um, Bloomberg. Of course, Giuliani oh, man. should be there, right? Giuliani was amazing. And yeah. they won't let him be there. Of course not. So you got Bloomberg there, you got Schumer there, and... The one who is representing the White House because the current president in name only is in Alaska. <laughs> and it's Kamala Harris wearing black standing. Well, she's going to be the next president of the United States, so get used to it. In about, in about a week. <laughs> Quartermoon Plumbing, Heat, and AC for you and your family, for your comfort, and for your home. All you got to do is reach out to QuartermoonPlumbing.com. QuartermoonPlumbing.com for well over 30 years. People just like me and people like you have been trusting Quartermoon to take care of our homes. That's our biggest investment. That's the castle, right? And you want good people to do it for you. And Quartermoon, well, they're good people. Whether it's water heaters, whether it's a sink, whether it is uh, AC problems, whatever the current situation is for you. You know, I've always said that plumbing is a headache. Plumbing problems are a headache. But it doesn't have to be a day ruiner. It doesn't have to destroy your day. When you get in touch with QuartermoonPlumbing.com, they send out a fully stocked truck ready to take care of your plumbing, your AC, whatever the problem is. Those guys are great. I really trust them, and I know you can too. Log on to their website anytime you need them, 24-7, quartermoonplumbing.com. Hey, there are chances of rain in the forecast this week, believe it or not. 99 for your high today, 78 right now, KTSA. Good morning. Looks like some malfunctioning. Well, just something a little funny here. Yeah. Right now. And, and, but it's reflective of where we are right now. This is, a, I don't know if it's a huge story, but it caught my attention. Uh, uh, this is so stupid. Okay, so you know that this is the first film cinema movie season where all the award shows are going to be abiding by these new quotas diversity quotas the the academy is has made it a you know they have new rules as far as what gets considered for an oscar and what doesn't you have to have so many black people uh, working on your crew you have to have so many lesbians in your movie uh, all this stuff well i don't know if you know who mads mickelson is he's a he's a really fine actor but it, we we know him mostly as a bad guy he's a, he played the bad guy in the new indiana jones movie he's been a james bond bad guy he's a, a danish guy uh or, or swedish uh, i believe and he's got a film now that a lot of people are talking about for oscar consideration uh it's a movie set in the year 1750 it's a, a about you know uh, uh, Danish uh, uh, wars at that time and, and what was going on. And Mads Mikkelsen, during a presser for this movie, is asked, um, you know, do you think you're going to have an issue with this movie? Because there's no people of color in the movie, and uh, there's really a lack of diversity uh, in this movie, and are you worried that this might hurt your Oscar contention? And both Mikkelsen and the director, whose name I can't pronounce, both said... It's set in 1750 in East Europe. There, it, it, there was no, there is actually one person of color in the movie, and the kind of movie spirals around this little girl who was a slave of some kind or whatever. But there's no, we're accurately portraying the oh. the, the era and the place. And baby, they were all Norwegian people. Okay, <laughs> they were there weren't any people of color there. At that time in history, in this particular region where this story takes place. Uh-huh. But see, that's where we are. Uh-huh. This, is where, this is where we've traveled in uh-huh. 22 years. Right. Where, you know, it, it, everything is upside down, you know. Now it's all about quotas and pronouns. It's all that and, matters. You know, all this woke bull crap. And at least these people had the nerve to say, well, there weren't any black people in, in that part of the world in 1750. So when is the apology coming? Because that's that's how this always ends up. Like oh, I, yeah. We're point, so sorry we so, said that. You know, we're so sorry we didn't have enough black people in there, enough this, that, and the other. 
who cares? You know, they don't care anymore about being accurate in setting it right. in the time. All they care about is that the quotas are fulfilled. Look, there's a reason that nobody goes to the movies anymore, and it's this kind of it, crap. It's this, right? and it's everywhere, man. Right. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, Disney's got to have, I don't know, a black lesbian Snow White who's in trans, who identifies as a... I don't know, a dolphin or something. You know, well, I mean, it's, it's all around you. you. You mentioned that, but yeah, the seven dwarfs, they're not ah. sleepy, happy, dopey <laughs> dwarfs anymore. You can't have dwarfs. No, of course not. You know, so they've got these, all these various, they got a, a Mexican guy and they got a Chinese guy and they got a, you know, Moroccan girl and all this stuff as the seven characters. Whatever they, they are. The seven characters. Beings or whatever. Yeah, and, and no more. Is, is she awakened with a kiss of from the not. prince? That no, no. That's the patriarchy. It, that's right. <laughs> who, who needs a prince? You know, and that's that. They say it that oh, way. Oh, I know. Yeah. Who needs a prince? You know, we don't need men after all in this world. This is a great world without men. Apparently, it's a great world without women too, because they can't even define what a woman right. is anymore. This is why people don't, you know, I could care less about giving them another dime of my money with exception of something like Sound of Freedom when it comes sure. along. Yeah. The Jesus movie when it came along. Which both did very yeah. well, you know, so there's exactly. obviously an appetite for that, for, for but, good movies out there. But this woke there. nonsense, I got no, nothing, I, I'm not going to waste my time or my money on this. Well, when, when, especially with, but for me, like from the arts point of view, when you're making stuff only because of the quotas and to show off how freaking diverse you are and all creative uh, decisions come second and third and fourth to that, you're just going to produce crap. And that's really what they're doing right now. They're just producing crap. That's, that's correct. That's and correct. people aren't aren't consuming it. And it's not historically accurate. Because, well, no, if you make a movie you know, that's set in Norway yeah. in 1750, guess what? There's going to be a lot of Norwegians in that There's movie. There's going to be a lot of white, white <laughs> men that are big muscle with blonde hair and blue eyes. These are my it's people, Trey. I am Norwegian. These are, my, this is, these are my people. Now, two quick things here yes. before the bottom of the hour. Um, I do sports things. We're not sports station at all, but I, I want to point these out. Football, sure. football season begins. Oh, yeah. It's a big story. So uh, Saturday night, Texas whipped Alabama. This is big news. Right. Texas was 11th in the AP poll. Now they're number four in the AP poll. It's the first time, and I'm a football guy, first time I've ever seen Nick Saban outcoached. He was outcoached by Steve Sarkeesian up in uh, up in University of Texas. Right. Amazing. Amazing night for the UT Longhorns. And then the Dallas Cowboys. You know me. I, I, I will always forevermore be a Dallas Cowboy fan, but my attitude last night was, first of all, it's a night game on a school night. i got to get to bed. Right. So I'm not going to watch it. I watched the first half of it, and, man, they look like a Super Bowl team. Now, it's a, the Cowboys, so they'll end up breaking my heart. Before <laughs> they'll end up sucking at some point, That's right? right. They're gonna, they'll, they'll screw it up at some point. But 40 to nothing over the New York Giants. Wow. And they ain't no slouches. The Giants are no slouch. So. Well, that, everybody was talking about it, it so that's night. cool. Yeah. Hey, I want to tell you about Hess Fitness Products. And uh, one, of the, one of the things I'll be doing in about one hour from right now is grabbing my workout. There's nothing like strength training uh, for your overall health. In fact, there's a great article today on Fox News where you've got a doctor who is also a trainer uh, that's talking about the, you know, how, how do you live long and prosper? You know, how do you feel good as you get into your older years and uh, what do you do? What, what, what do you need to be doing? And he talks about diet and all that kind of stuff, but he really talks about strength training but he's not talking about the kind of you know working out where you got gigantic muscles and you're gonna lift a lot of weight no it's just regular it's being consistent with your strength training so that as you age you have the muscle tone to avoid balance issues and all that where do you find the right equipment for you hess fitness products hess fitness products is at 281 and thousand oaks they've been at this since 1981 they have the best price guarantee on all of their fitness equipment and they can match you with the right piece of equipment for your goals and your capabilities. You see, they have helpful consultants that work. They're not pushy salespeople. No, helpful consultants that help you discover what you like to do to get a workout in the comfort and safety of your own home. No more gym memberships. You can get rid of that, all that kind of stuff. You can take care of what you need to take care of with Hess Fitness Products. I've been buying my stuff there for over 12 years. Hess Fitness Products, 281 at Thousand Oaks. It's hot in Texas, and our electrical grid is getting max. It's uh, 8.37 now. This is the time when the Pentagon was struck. Let me go through the San Antonio Times again. 746 North Tower, 803 South Tower, 837. The Pentagon was struck, so here's a second of silence to remember the Pentagon strike. 
we are remembering 9-11 today, and I'm hearing from so many of our listeners. Uh, a couple of them said they just absolutely loved the Trump sound from mm. earlier that uh, that I found. I just, by happenstance, was digging around over the weekend and um, and found that sound of Donald Trump on that day calling it a WWOR television and giving his thoughts right. about that. Uh, the other sound that we've been playing this morning, the sound I, I pulled down from the Internet on, uh, on the Joe Biden uh, press conference yesterday. Oh, God. Which is just, I, I guess, just a, just a snippet of cut number two here, Jimmy. Um, he was wrapping up. And no wonder they don't want him anywhere near. They've got him in Alaska today, as far away from New York and Washington as they could possibly get him, and stuffed him over in Alaska <laughs> yeah. after this performance yesterday. Hi, my All right. Um, I, I did this early this morning when I played that sound. I said, I really honestly, and I'm not going to beat you up, I'm not going to berate you, but I really honestly at that time wanted a Democrat or somebody who supports him for re-election to defend that, to call and say, this is why I continue to support that. Um I just don't believe they are. I don't think that they're there. I don't think he. I think they're going to shuffle him out. A couple of quick things. First of all, they got Kamala there at the 9/11 yes, memorial. Yes, the, the next president of That's the United States of America. Very well could happen. <laughs> the other thing too, and I've been mentioning this now for two years since this guy got in office. I've been having people in D.C. tell me that they're going to helicopter or they want to helicopter Michelle in. I don't know if that's going to happen, Sean. I don't. I, I'm really not saying I'm making predictions or that th- this is. You know, these are people who would know. These, right. The people right. who are talking to me are people who would know, but they have been working so hard to try to get her to do that. They contacted me over the weekend and said, "Watch November because something in November is going to allow her to step in if she's going to step in." I don't know that she will, and I'm not saying that she will. I'm just telling you what people in D.C. are telling me. If she were going to, November would be the time frame. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we live in a moment right now where who knows? Anything right. goes. I mean, that's, you know, I, Michelle, sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, I, I, nothing is shocking anymore. I mean, I, I, we're watching all this 9-11 coverage, and I'm just kind of bracing myself for what's the next big thing that's going to happen. Right. You know, we just got off, the, uh, got, got done with a big thing called COVID. You know, I mean, uh, there, there's all kinds of, this is a very strange moment where it's hard to predict. What will happen? I mean, I, I tend to go with Kamala just because it's the dumbest, easiest thing to do. Sure. And all they really want is somebody who's controllable. Correct. And they want somebody who checks off enough boxes. So, so if you criticize her, just like they did with Obama, you can say, well, you're just a freaking racist. That's right. So, Michelle, uh, Kamala, sure. Either or. Either or. <laughs> you know, but uh, point being is it ain't going to be Donald Trump. Increasingly, that's what I think is that they're, they're, this is not going to happen. Doesn't matter that his number. I, I, you know, uh, uh, Noam uh, endorsed him officially on Friday, which we knew she was going to, and that was a great rally. I mean, you were talking about how when he shows up, it's like you know a rocket. It's like the stones getting back together. I mean, the people just go nuts. He's not going to be president again. I, I don't believe it because of what I'm seeing going on right before my eyes. They're going to do everything they can to prevent, it. and I mean, well, yeah, everything I mean, they can. He was in Iowa. Well, first of all, he went to South Dakota where he had right. the rally. It was sold out. You, I mean, hip to hip. And Christy Noam endorsed him. And uh, what a great rally. He talked about Bidenomics. He talked about how your dollar and my dollar right. is worth 20 cents less. 20 cents less. So your dollar is only worth 80 cents. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Joe Biden did that. And so, and that, but then here was the wow, mind blower. While Joe was doing what you just heard, Trump goes over to Iowa State University where they're having the Iowa versus Iowa State game. He goes into the parking lot. Sean, there are people that are, uh, you know, tailgating as far as the eye can see. 
He walks over to a barbecue pit, takes the spatula, starts <laughs> flipping hamburgers, and they start shouting, four more years. Wow. And then he goes to the stadium, to the football stadium right. for the game. How many people are in a college game? 100,000? <laughs> Whatever it is. Right. They went crazy screaming for him, sh- chanting, USA! You And at the same moment, you just heard God. what what – Joe Biden was doing it the same one. Lion, dog, face, pony, Well, and the whole world saw, too. Correct. And the whole world sees Donald Trump and what's going on with him. Correct. So, I don't know, man. Again, buckle your seatbelts. Right. I think it's going to be a bumpy ride, as Betty Davis once said, because they're, they're not going to allow him back in there. They're just not. They'll do everything they can. And I, I think, you know, again, September 11th kind of feels weird this year. It feels off. And I, I think that's concerted. I, I think there's a, a concerted effort to downplay it this year for whatever reasons they have. But uh, I, it, it, these, are, these are strange and scary times in which we're in. Well, I told you when I started the show this morning at 5, right? So on this side of me is Fox. They led with it. Right. Okay. They started their, their I guess it was 4.30. They started with it. Over here is ABC, and a no, yeah. I, oh no, I, I, yeah. I got this wrong. I'm I'm sorry, I got the times wrong. Four a.m. our time. Four a.m. There's Fox, and they led with it at four a.m. Four a.m. ABC. They led with the terrible thing that happened in Morocco, the earthquake, and how that's caused by global warming. Oh, that God. was that was ABC's lead story. Global warming. You and I, Americans, are such horrible people that we drive SUVs and cars that we caused an earthquake to happen in Morocco that killed 2,100 people. Well, again, in 22 years, it was a pretty quick walk from where we were on September 12th, 2001, to where we are now. Right. Where, wow, we just suck, man. We just, we're the cause That's of right. everything, man. Right. Every bad thing on the planet, uh, it's America's fault, even though everybody, everybody apparently wants to live here. And they did like six or seven stories. That's it, but they didn't uh, really... Nope, not until I... they got about they got about eight stories in. Right. And they did just a little thing on today's 9-11, you know, and this this happened on 9-11. And then they went right back to their propaganda. Well, and I, I was talking to you off the air about how, you know, I am the guy who watches all the programming every year. And observably so, this year, it's really just not there. Uh, and it's not like it was a weaning down or an evolution where there's less and less there. In the days leading up to 9-11, every year, CNN is doing stuff. MSNBC is doing stuff. The networks are doing stuff. MTV is doing 9-11 stuff. You're not seeing any of that, man, and I I find that interesting. There's another uh, quick story here, just briefly, uh, out in New Mexico. The governor oh, over God, there, Michelle yeah. Lujan Grisham, on Friday suspended the Second Amendment rights for gun owners over there by saying, by executive order, you're not allowed to carry a gun uh, in New Mexico. Yes, you are. Uh, I, I hate to tell her this and, and anybody else who would like to disagree, the Second Amendment supersedes all of that. It's what we call an unalienable right, which is given by God. And our founding fathers didn't give those rights. They just recognized that God gave those rights. And one of them was the Second Amendment. You have a right to keep and bear arms for, for your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And so uh, she suspended it. Uh, she said you can't carry a weapon for the next 30 days. <laughs> Law-abiding legal gun owners who have permits are not allowed to carry their weapon for the next 30 days. And then at the end of the 30 days, she will consider uh, renewing it, whether she's going to renew it or not. Uh, one reporter asked her, said, wait a minute, you're talking about crimes. There's suddenly laws against a crime. How are their rights? You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he, but again, if it's unsafe, who's standing up for that right? So one reporter said, do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in New Mexico for 30 days? And she said, uh, no. So it's not, that's not really the point. Here's the point. What they're attempting to do is turn your rights into privileges. Just like when you were a kid and dad would take away a privilege of yours, you know, right. when you were in trouble. That's what they're attempting to do, and this is their test case. Can they suspend your right to keep and bear arms much like they did during COVID when they suspended your right to go to church, suspended your right to peacefully right. assemble. They do all of that stuff, and those are rights that you have. They're not privileges. Well, and is that an open carry state? Because I know she, she banned uh, concealed carry, all carrying of weapons, uh, basically, for 30 days. Right. And this is because an 11-year-old was shot in Albuquerque. Right. And, sa- and, and she's the one out there saying, hey, n- th- her language, no constitutional right is, quote, absolute. 
And that's some, there are times where you have to, because so in other words, she's well aware of what she's doing. Of course. You know, Test case. Uh, and and uh, yeah, and and, the, and what what she, you know by executive action, what she's taking away. She knows exactly what she's doing. She probably, I guess, is another one who wants a seat at the table uh, when all this nonsense is over and we're a fascist state or whatever. But that you know, that's a story. It's you're not you're probably not going to hear a lot about today. But that's huge. Right, right. It's, 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 it's a governor of a state just took away a constitutional right Correct. that is so far beyond her responsibility or purview, it's scary. Can you imagine her taking away the right to peaceably assemble or freedom of the press or free speech or whatever it might be? Consider any other uh, right that she may have wanted to take well, away. Oh, sure. Well, if she could take that one away, she why couldn't she say, that, hey, no public displays of belief in God? That is the point. Because uh, some kid got killed uh, in the name of Jesus, so we don't want you, uh, we're suspending that. No, it's not absolute. You know, why not? If she could do it with, if you can do it with one, you can do it with all Chief of them. police in Albuquerque and the, the sheriff there in her county says, we're not going to enforce this because we don't want our law enforcement agents going up to a guy who happens to be carrying and say, take that off. <laughs> you know, right. you can't be carrying that. It's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. Particularly, you know, I hear this from DPS guys here in Texas. You are the first line of defense if you're a, a law-abiding citizen and right. you're carrying a weapon because m- many times they're, you know, they're a long way away from getting to you. Same is true in Albuquerque. Think about all the – or New Mexico. Think about all the open spaces. Right. You have to protect yourself because the cops are nowhere around. They're hours away in some cases. Well, I, I think somebody – I don't know if it was the AG or who said they're not going to enforce it. People are already right. saying they're not going to enforce yeah, it. Yeah, the so. ch- chief of police and the sheriff. Uh, we hate it, but you know what? She did it. Yeah, she did it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we continue in just a minute. More wearing rhyme to wrap it up. Safe showers for you and your family. And right now they got a special for September alone. So if you've been on the fence and been thinking about your safe shower, now's the time to jump into water. Safe showers, what they do is they build a safe shower, low step-up entry, non-slip floor. They put grab bars in there. And during the month of September, when you buy your safe shower, they're going to toss in a teakwood seat that is a retractable seat. It folds up and comes down and folds up and comes down. So you can sit if you need to do that while you're in the shower. And then you can fold it up and get it out of the way. It's about a $650 value. They're going to toss that in for free when you buy your safe shower during the month of September. Also, a lot of people have been hearing about the interest rates, and you know that the interest rates have gone up. But don't let that slow you down because safe showers has special financing rates available for you if you have been considering buying a safe shower. And for a limited time, $1,000 off when you mention Treyware. All from Safe Showers, 210-655-1111. My name is Belinda. I'm 58 and work 